welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we're going to talk to or talk about our first annual Tilthy Awards. Because Oscars were terrible, so we thought we'd come up with our own awards for this year. In our spotlight, we're going to talk about a new five-way herbicide-tolerant corn variety. Egg History Minute, we'll talk about the history of glyphosate. Cool Beans, that's corny. We'll have some current events, and we'll wrap it all up with the Egg Idiom of the Week. So with me today are Bill Schaubert. Hey, guys. Max Garvey. What's up, everybody? Todd Schaubert. Hey to all the Tilthies out there. And I'm Matt Brueger, all with Tilth Agronomy. Well... I don't know. A lot of drama in the last 24 hours around the first round of the draft. Is Rogers out the door? Boo! <laughs> did they boo him this year in the draft? They did. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, I think that's just a tradition. He, now, he tried. He tried. Uh, he brought uh, Joe Thomas and Bernie Kosar. And he does uh, oh, like all the good Cleveland players. Yeah, he and, does uh, everything he can. Jarvis every Landry. Year. Jarvis Landry. He, he brought out at the same time to like for the booze, but yeah. he could be surrounded by an army of children in wheelchairs and <laughs> still. But do you remember last year when it was virtual? Yeah, and they piped in the booze. Yeah, and he was, was like, cool. "Come on, bring it on!" He's like, "It's it's piped in, Roger." He's kind of embraced the booze, I think. Yeah, he's hoping if you if he does enough to embrace it that she'll just get sick of doing it, but it won't happen. Nah, <laughs> it was cool to see that many fans there and stuff. Yeah, fans are dope. Yeah. Did you see that that he picked a for every team that was picking he picked a vaccinated fan and well, put that him person in a, was in that chair yeah, in the so chair was that was his chair from last year that he sat in in oh, his gosh. study I or didn't whatever. realize that <laughs> nice. yeah the chair they didn't get to pick I don't think they no just they just got, got to, to sit, sit in the chair, sit in chair while they were on the clock yeah Matt to answer your question no he's not he's under contract for one more year right. so he will be here. But well, after I, this year, right? I don't know. Brings into question the future. Yeah, of what will happen? I mean, after what, this year. he goes guest host, celeb, uh, celebrity, not celebrity Jeopardy. He was on. Celebrity he was a Jeopardy, celebrity host of Jeopardy. But he yeah. Guest host Jeopardy and gets a Hollywood girlfriend. And what Green Bay's not cool enough for him anymore? I I don't know. I'm just saying. Every time Rogers gets a girlfriend, bad things happen. Yeah. <laughs> it does seem that way. Now he's, he's well, he's engaged. engaged. So I don't know if that's that next level. Then Max. Yeah, most of the time it just made up for a bumpy road. This time the road's ending. That's see, it's right, worse. Right. But there is a stat like all these Hall of Fame quarterbacks we've had. Well, they're on our third one. They don't play past sixteen years. Ooh. With with so the Packers, Star, Star was yeah. sixteen years. Favre was sixteen years. Last year was sixteen. You look at all the greats, and they never. Joe Montana didn't finish. No, no with the Niners. Chief. Yes, and. Peyton Manning did not finish with the Colts. Nope. And this last year, even more, Tom Brady yeah. in a Tampa Bay uniform was super weird. So the only thing I is, guess I don't we think, just got to get used to it. I think the front runner is the Broncos for Rodgers, and he's not going to win a Super Bowl if he goes there. Like no. Those other guys that you just said, a lot of them went and won Super Bowls somewhere else. Well, Peyton Manning won with, won with the Broncos. Yeah. He lost one terribly no, first. No, no, no. Peyton, Peyton, Peyton Manning did, but yeah. like... The Rogers team the Broncos go have right to now. the Broncos and win one right now. The bad part is That's any team that Rodgers go to goes to is pretty good. A, they're going to be good just because of him, and so they'll probably eviscerate the Packers yeah, when they play yes. him. So that's really cool. We should just trade him in the division, send you, him to Chicago, because then you know he's not going to be good. Do you guys <laughs> think they saw this coming with the Jordan? Like that is this makes the Jordan Love pick make even more sense think, of like, I they, think this is, they knew Rogers was not well, right going to be here. And I listened last Yeah. That night. made him more upset, but right up until this point it was, Oh yeah, we're going to, you know, we're they going to trade Jordan Love too. They're and, not trading and, him either. And now, yeah, you know, that's not going to happen. I, I watched goodies after the draft last night. I was up working and I watched the, they always do a reporter thing after each, each um, pick and goody was at the podium and he, he knew this was going to happen, but he admitted last night that there should have been a better communication with Rogers with Love's pick. Basically, is what he admitted like, last night. Rogers that, is mad that he didn't know. Like right. he saw it when the rest of us saw it. And, and, and live wasn't he live with McAfee or something like that? Yeah. Oh, sure. When it went down, and Rogers isn't the type of guy to take that well. No. no. Well, and he's as good as at anybody as being masked like emotionally, and you could see like. 
He did his best to be like, yeah, okay, whatever. But you could tell he was like, God. They knew him. what they were doing. They knew that this wasn't going to work. You, you know, as think, far as Rodgers wasn't going to like it. Although I'm never, it never ceases to amaze me how much dumber some of these owners and GMs can be than the fans because they do some dumb things. Like the Raiders? Like the Raiders. Look at the entire Washington football team organization. I don't know what you're talking about, man. We got great things going on in the Raiders, man. <laughs> just going to be fantastic. You don't know what you're talking about. I man. think you Spider just picked the guy because he liked his name, what, Leatherhead or something? Yeah. Leatherwood. <laughs> Leatherwood. Yeah. Back in my day, we played with leather helmets, man. <laughs> That's why I'm a little messed up in the head, man. <laughs> yeah. That almost sounds like Frank Caliendo doing Gruden. Yeah. No, I don't do a great Gruden, but... But on the bright side, the Packers draft pick last night, I do like him. You like that pick? Yeah, I mean... It, we just well, seem to always pick... Court, court, they, yeah, we had a lot the, of quarterbacks. The stat was nine of the last ten years, the first right. round pick was a defense. Sure. And guess what the one offensive pick was? Jordan Love. Jordan Love. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that part I could I didn't see. know the guy, and then I started like reading about him and looking at him. I think we're going to like him, actually. I, I said it to Bill before. It reminds me a lot of when we drafted Jay. He's fa- This guy's faster than like, Jay. Yeah. Is, is he at least taller? That's he's huge. Six he's one. taller, okay, too. Yeah. He's a big corner. look at his height. No, six, yeah. he's 6'1", yeah, and, and he ran a 4'2", okay, And he's a chonk boy. Because Jair is good, but he's short. and that's He is wide. Yeah. But they said he could play slot corner, too. So, yeah. It's a lot like Jair. And, like, when we picked Jair, I was like, well, okay. Like, sure is fine. That wasn't who I really expected when they picked him last night. I didn't really expect him. And then, like, Bill, I started, like, digging into him a little bit more. And I was like, this guy's a bad This dude man. can play. This dude can play. Well, and think about... Stokes, like, he went up against all three of those guys from Alabama that got picked last night in the oh, first Oh, sure, he's five. playing legit guys, you see. the guy yeah. from LSU, I mean. It's not like when they draft a corner from UTEP. Yeah. Who didn't guard anybody all year. Right. You need to Google his, go to his highlight against uh, Tennessee because he just, like. It's kind of. Corner, one of those watching him on those, on his pick six is. To watch his speed, he wasn't even running full out on some of those to yeah. score the touchdown. It was like, I, so he, that part's going to be cool. The thing that really got me is when he stood up last night and you saw how big he really is as well, a corner. Was it next to like his family though? That's, you know, our, like, that's the hard thing. Yeah, yeah right. But, but like, there's a lot of defensive backs and they stand I, up yeah, and they're not the big, they're and he stood six. up and I was like, he's big. He is a, and then the, his pro day, watching him run his 40 at his pro day. Holy crap. That is a big boy moving fast. Yeah. He is really, really big for a corner. I think he looks huge, just like wide. Was there any good wide receivers available that they could have picked? The guy, the Elijah Moore from Ole, Ole Miss. Miss was there. So he's still see, there. Do you think there's any chance a second round wide receiver keeps Rogers happy? Ron, I don't know. What is, who's the guy we're going to draft? Jordy. Purdue. Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore. Yeah, but he's like you want a tall guy. He is not that. He's 100, 165 Wait. pounds. And Elijah Moore, they I saw a thing was like uh, Randall Cobb two point So he's okay. sure that's kind of the. What's our pick in the second round? So we're recording this before, after the first round, before the second and third. Like rounds thirty. I mean, it's late again. They're so gonna. Ha- yeah. They'll have to move up if they want. Sure. Get them. Which is I can see us moving up for that. And there's a lot of still. The Barmore from Alabama is still there. I mean, there's still good guys left. Is a wide receiver really the? I know everybody wants. Oh, we got to see here. Here it is, man. Rogers so, happy. There's nobody after next year that has a contract. All of our receivers are free agents next year. That's that tells me that they might want to. I mean, yeah, you're going to sign guys, but everybody's a free agent. And if anybody goes down, do you really want to count on Equinemius St. Brown? <laughs> That's no, or besides Devontae. It's kind of just any of them guys yeah. are just another guy. They're not. Hey, don't say that. I have an Alan Lazard jersey. He needs to be a Packer <laughs> for life. Okay, Lazard. Yeah, Lazard and MVS are, are they're decent. Right. MVS but, has got but, the old but Robert that, Ferguson no. butterfingers. Like I said, right. You don't want to be living and dying on Equinemius St. Brown. It's just not. He just doesn't have the. We could draft his brother. Is yeah. his brother in the draft? Equinemius St. I'm pretty sure he it is. is. Yeah, he's from USC. Okay, he's going to be like a sixth rounder, probably. He's good. I mean, what? I mean, he's EQ's brother, so he's got some athletic ability, but he's a lot like EQ, honestly. I mean, at least James Jones over time get better at catching the ball. Yeah, 
I mean, he he was one of the, he was the one of those guys where it's like for the first two or three years, it's like, oh, get rid of this guy. Why are we hanging on to him? And then all of a sudden, he turned into something. Yeah, I remember like, he left and came back for that season. Yeah, yeah the hurt. Everybody got hurt. And he yeah. Came back. Yep. yeah, and he was awesome. good. And he, yeah, he was yeah, really he was. good. He was good. I remember when Devonte his sophomore season, how bad he was. He dropped everything. Yeah, everybody wanted him. Oh gone. yeah, Devontae We're like, was, we drafted this idiot, and now. Now, yeah, now it shows. Yeah. Can you we'd, imagine? We'd the, be the idiot. Can you <laughs> imagine the people who called into like the fan and were like, oh, Devontae Adams should be cut from the team. They should. I hope they saved all those and they can play them back. <laughs> call, call them back up. Bill, Bill, the Packer fan, just getting run out of town for saying Devontae was no good. Patience. You got to have patience. Yeah, we said the same thing about Rodgers at one point, too, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of people who were down on Rodgers early. The Rodgers the Rogers Favre documentary, when you watch that, it turns my stomach. Like to watch the things that we said about Aaron Rodgers, oh, it was not nice. Like, and we no chance. And now look what. Well, now obviously there's, really, uh, now there's and a we're doing that to Jordan Love as well. Yeah, yeah. but Whew. so you guys ready for the heat wave? Seventy tomorrow. Seventy down south. I was eighty three down there. Yeah, it's like eighty. 81, 82, 83. Oh. So they that, had they yeah. had it on Tuesday too. It was eighty five. Yeah. Max's official seasons. Now are we into summer? Or are we still I think is this a fake is like, summer? This is uh this is still spring. One day of spring. Like yeah, I, it's, we're gonna bounce back down into the sixties by Monday. So. For our current location, we have a high of fifty eight today and a high of eighty two tomorrow. Ooh. So but nice. fifty two on Monday. So. Early like early May, like eighth. To the tenth ish, it gets cold again too, which is kind of an interesting. Yeah. As long as like, it doesn't stay cold till June, like it did. Last right, year. and you're going to have them ups and downs. That's normal, but right. it's just a weird ten day forecast right now too. Yeah, and I mean, we didn't really get much rain out of the last forecasted stuff, so we'll see if this turns into anything or not. Some guys are really could use it. Yep. Now they're in planting mode, though. <laughs> Yeah, it's still a little bit would help. It's real yeah, powdery on top, is. so guy, yeah. So being careful with tillage and how you set it this year. All right, you guys ready to rock and roll? Yep. All right, ready. Well, welcome to the first annual Tilfies. So Ooh. I've got a few questions here. You guys have already seen, but you don't know the the answers. So we are we in we, the audience or are we? You, you guys are the uh, color commentators color for commentators. You're, the, you're the red carpet interviewers. Which celebrity I got to sit next to? <laughs> so surveyed the company. So we've got several Tilthies here voting on these Tilthies. <laughs> voting for ourselves. <laughs> yeah. har, har, har. Well, it's not about us. We're so. like the academy. I it's think. about yeah. Oh We're, yeah. You guys. Yeah. You're, you're both the voters, and you get to make some commentary based on. Uh, how the company voted here on what, so what award show was the academy awards grammys the oscars oscars that guy okay. sunday i think which and i don't watch any of those or i try not to i watched a little bit of it it was it was pretty tough it was so our bar is pretty low yeah no we're i think we're we're automatically ahead of them and, and yeah then, we haven't <laughs> made any political statements yet so we're doing good <laughs> yeah joaquin phoenix yeah. is not welcome here yes. <laughs> we haven't said anything uh, about baby cows so uh no, it was it was pretty sad, and then uh, it might be even sadder was my kids like the mass singer, and they did the maskies. Okay, this week. What does so, that mean? Uh, just, they went back. It in was just time random, random awards, so I thought, hey, we could do that. Yeah, the maskies. So, the maskies. so here we are with the tilthy. So our first category was best crop coming out of winter 2021, and the nominees were alfalfa, winter wheat, cover crops. Or you could put in your own right in. response. So the winner is winter wheat was voted best crop coming out of winter yep. this year. Uh, alfalfa was a close second. And then uh, nobody voted for cover crops. What was ironic was there was a write-in of everything looks good with er- 80s early on. <laughs> so the warm temperatures did help us. Uh, greened a lot of stuff up. And yeah, I would say winter wheat came out per, looking pretty good, and alfalfa was was right up there too. So here was my thought process when I answered that question: Is, is this how what we're supposed to do, Matt? Yeah. Okay. Ahead. All right. So eighteen and nineteen were so bad. Our hay field sucked so bad those years. So last year we got a lot of hay in the ground, right? So it should be good because it's young. And then normally in a 
on a, in a spring, we walked so many wheat fields that got all these little potholes or just dead areas, right? Because the water sat, the ice sat, or whatever yep. that is. This year, there was zero of Another. those areas. That's why I voted for winter wheat because, like, end to end, every plant is there. I also voted winter wheat in mainly because the alfalfa was looking so good, and then we got that frost yeah. last week. Right, that too. That yep. the grasses handled it fine, and the alfalfa did not. So it was kind of like that third winter, that um, third winter kill. Yeah, I don't know. No, it third didn't winter kill. kill. It. Luckily, most hey, of it. You said some, some did. I had some get hit really bad. I've never seen it that bad. So I was down by Montello yesterday. Yeah, and, some in, um, the, in that part of the same yeah, part of the state, and they had said seventeen. Yep, they had in Whoa. the twenty low twenties, and it it yeah, it was it was bad. It was yeah, some brutal looking stuff. Yeah pushback so so that's tough i did have a write-in and i deleted i had shepherd's purse as my right or penny crest <laughs> were my two weed write-ins Those are two really good they, write-ins. yeah they were looking give it a I, give it a week and you maybe would have voted dandelions yeah, yeah already dandelions. Dandelions. Uh, starting yeah. to come now no the winter annuals I mean, we had a good fall for them so they they got going and then yep they were right up ready for this spring too it's good for the goose it's good for the gander is that your agidium of this week? Just, or not, no. <laughs> I think we we've just, done that just one. Just wasted one. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if we I don't remember if we did that one. All right. So and we're gonna hit this topic a little bit harder next week, but best glyphosate alternative for twenty twenty one given there's a shortage. So the nominees were two four D, Dicamba, Gramoxone, and again we could could write in a response, and the winner of that one. It's dicamba. Woo. was voted the best glyphosate alternative, followed by a three-way tie of dicamba, gramoc- or, uh, 2,4-D, sorry. Dicamba was the winner. Gramoxone and nuclear warfare, which is uh, <laughs> some of the write-ins I, I really do do like that we got here. So Somebody was trying to be funny. Someone was trying to be funny and say nuke it all. But, yeah. I, I did vote uh, dicamba on this one. Um, but uh, I did my my biggest problem here is as an alternative for glyphosate, dicamba doesn't really right. check all the I boxes. Was a little, right. all, all of these, what is gramoxone obviously has yeah. it'll you know have the, the burning effect yep. and, and that it, it's similar, but yeah, the other ones are broadleaf so, ones, so that is the problem with Max. You're saying it's with, irreplaceable glyphosate, kind of. I don't want to be on record saying things like that, but. <laughs> Because <laughs> every time I try and encourage somebody not to use Roundup, they'll have this like sound clip, like just me saying it's. Oh right! So I'm not gonna say it. We also will be talking next week about how to replace Roundup or Liberty if you can't get it. So you mix two parts vinegar, one part water with uh, yes. some Dawn dish soap. <laughs> you gotta gotta make your own herbicides for this. Year. Red wine vinegar or just straight up? No, straight up. I think you could mix it. You could do some rice, rice wine vinegar, some red wine vinegar, and straight vinegar. <laughs> Gets three modes of action then. Three, yep. three modes of action. That's exactly how it works. <laughs> does Does anybody spray? Do you guys spray Gramoxone? Because I haven't sprayed that in twenty years. I've got. I've, we've used it, but it's. So it's the, yeah, usually a, a burn down, maybe so, on like a. It's really nice on rye because it turns yeah, yeah, yeah. it, you know, I just brown orange. quickly. But a lot of guys don't um, like it, right? Of the, the hazards, yeah, right. just handling no, it. That, so, so no, but not as much. I saw a lot of it in of nineteen. Did you nineteen? Yeah, that was the year of prevent plant, right? 19. Yeah. Oh, oh sure. yeah, there was a lot. Yeah. Of, yeah, a lot of it on those prevented plant fields. But yep. Yep. that's the only reason I didn't vote Gramoxone is it's probably the closest, You're right? Replacement right. from the other two, but I just didn't vote for because. I haven't used it's tricky it too because we have dicamba beans and two four D beans. That's kind of why I sure. thought those yep, two more. That's why, the, yeah, they were in the category. Yeah, we have whereas we don't have gramoxone resistant right. crops. It's only a pre. So it's, yeah. it's only a burn down. So that is what's tricky with Roundup is we do use it in a lot of ways, and and so maybe this being a shortage of it will make us learn how to not be Work so. It. Yeah, it's got the versatility. All right, next category, best value crop for 2021. And the nominees were corn, soybeans, wheat, and again, they had the option for write-in. And the best value goes to corn. 
So we saw the price top $7 yesterday. And now we're, a lot of people are wishing they had corn left to sell. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I've heard that from a lot of guys. I like the write-ins on this one. Yep. So the the uh, tie three-way tie for second is soybeans, all of the above, and weed. So uh, not legal here in Wisconsin yet, but Michigan, I guess, if you're close to the UP, you could be growing some of that for profit. And maybe they meant hemp, too. I don't know. One thing to think about is, like like I said, I put all the above because they're all, you know, all high. Like, yeah. what's goose good for the goose, good for the gander, man? Yep. Right? And, yeah, that wheat is, I wonder you know, and this is local prices, like six fifty. Beans are 14 you know, although that's Ugh. that's old crop. New crop is twelve fifty, and then even like new crop corn is still five bucks. The the thing that pushes corn over the edge to me is a I see more pushback this year than ever before on the price of chemical, uh, both getting away from the super high price chemicals and trying to do it on your own. I heard a lot more guys trying to do that this year, so I think we save money there, which in turn. And the other thing is corn feeds cows, mm-hmm. so the value added. That's part of that's part of value is that we can feed cows. You, yep. you can't plant soybeans to feed cows. I wonder too, like wheat last year was like straw was so valuable because nobody had it in the ground, and now this year we have a lot of wheat in the ground. If that's going to be a little less value, I think this year you'll see more guys leaving the straw out there, right. or like you say, just yep. trying the, to. The, yeah, the, the grain different. will be worth more than we've seen in a long time. Yes, but yeah. Oh, yeah. The, but. For how many years did we say ah, the grains, the break even, and the straws, Strong. the money? Yep. Well, if we're not, if straws not worth anything now, the grain has to be worth more. And there's no reason to plant it. Yep. Yep. All right. Next category is best crop emergence. So what we think will emerge and have a a great start to the year for 2021. Nominees were soybeans, corn, and alfalfa. And again, there was the option to write in. So, best crop emergence for 2021, alfalfa. It's the big winner on that one. <laughs> Woo! Followed by soybeans and food plots was the write-in in third that place. Was, that was not me. <laughs> <I was> just <laughs> putting this one on record. That was not me. Not me. Looking back, I think I would re-vote and put water hemp. Yeah, water. Not, why that, would you that say that? It's not even funny, Bill. <laughs> We don't joke about things like that. <laughs> it wasn't a joke. It's it probably reality. will be the best emerging. <laughs> reality it makes me sad. Yeah, with the cool wetter weather, alfalfa seeding should have a pretty good. Every seeding I've looked at already this year looks really good. So, Has, have any of you guys had corn planted long enough, like to come back and check it to see how anything's happened? No, no. Later today, I will. I had some planted a week ago today, so I'll see. Are you excited? I am, actually, yeah. You gotta hope it's doing well. I'm just hoping it's not gonna be another two weeks before, right. before you like see Like last it, year yeah. when you're waiting week after week, like, is it gonna be there? Nope. Nope, still underground. All right, next category Best tillage strategy for 2021. Nominees were no till. Strip till, vertical till, chisel plow cultivation, moldboard plow, and again, it could be write-ins as well. Max, you voted moldboard, didn't you? I did not. And I did see a guy yesterday. Moldboarding? Five bottom moldboard. Five bottom. And I was like, what is going on? Yep. Yeah, I saw a couple of moldboards out too. And... But yesterday? I mean, yeah, really? Still? Yeah. They have their place, but not typically that place. In this All right. The winner for best tillage strategy is strip till, vertical till. And tied for second are the moldboard plow and no till. I want to know who voted for no moldboard plow. <clears throat> but I did not. I voted no till. <gasps> I thought no till would be good this year as how dry it is. Right, we had a good fall last last and year. You know, you got level fields and not a lot of ruts from last year. What I'm worried about too is where we are tilling. It's the top is so powdery, the right. top two inches, yep. and so you're beating that moisture out. And if we do stay dry, you know, no till is going to do extremely well. Um, what I've seen with vertical till this year been it's working pretty well too. 
just to kind of bust that top crust off and then that's it. what i see is a lot of i've seen a lot of crust this year that i kind of it's been but, dry but, but it's the no-till the no-till is working through that as well yeah so, um field cultivators i mean in general i don't mind field cultivators there you know all these tillage strategies have their place but this year the way it's just so dry on top and then so wet underneath so setting that depth you know if you set it too deep you're going to bring up too much wet yep. not deep enough then all of a sudden the top's kind of really weirdly dry so uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a very um, making sure you're doing those passes correctly other, is important. The other problem I had voting was that um, the stuff that was chisel plowed last fall, I don't really have a choice for no-till. No. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I had to pick something. I had to pick, yeah. I couldn't pick no-till. Just, and Fair enough. Part of this was when I didn't, I looked at it as best tillage strategy because that's the question, but I also looked at like the most common tillage strategy right. that's going to work out. Yep. You can't do no-till if you didn't set yourself up last fall. You can't do no-till if you, uh, you know, applied manure and then just applied the whole thing. Just not, not all. well, I mean, you could try. You could try. <laughs> you could try, yeah. I don't think it would go well, but you could try. I saw a guy bouncing yesterday, something terrible, with uh, going across chisel plug stuff, and I was just, I was like, man, can you imagine a planter on the back of that thing? He was, you know, just trying to field cultivating, get worked up, and I was, but he was going complete diet, or uh, 90, Ooh. and it was bouncing hard not even at a slight complete 90 no. yeah straight 90 oof wow yeah just, I, just giving her yeah no-till does require yeah that that's setting up and i i still consider it no-till if you got to fix a couple spots but the majority of the Definitely. field is still no-till i mean obviously there's there's going to be some issues in headlands or turnarounds if you did manure a lot of times you know if it's something you can fix easy and but no-till the majority but yeah, you do have to set yourself up for that. So, so you're realistic, Matt. Yes, you're not hardline no till. You're just like, well, we do what we got to do. It's no till or nothing. <laughs> Which isn't that no till? Is I, yeah. I think they call that never till. <laughs> never till. Never till. Yeah. You're like a hardcore like never till ever. It's nerf. Yep. Or I've been, just I've been no, farming these no. ruts for years. <laughs> I've been farming these ruts for years. Uh, all right, our final category. And Bill, you kind of alluded to this one earlier. I did the best water hemp strategy. Well, I, yeah, it was more emergence. Not you, about you, yes, we brought killing. up water hemp. Is I guess what I'm saying. Yeah. And so the nominees for best water hemp strategy of 2021: spray and pray, overlapping pre, early post and pre. Well, but actually, that should make, be, doesn't make sense. Should I, be pre and I, early I should have caught that one. Early post and residual is what it, that should have oh. been. Okay. So that's, one shot. That's a one shot. Right. You're, you're just mixing stuff. Instead of the overlapping pre, you would wait for stuff to come up, kill mm. what's there, and then... Gotcha. So that's, that's my bad when I wrote that out. And <clears throat> uh, bring the cultivator in off the fence row. And there could have been write-ins as well. So here we go. Last category. Our winner for best water hemp strategy... Oh, nobody. ...for this year is... The overlapping pre. Oh, yeah. With a, everything else pretty much having a tie, other than uh, no one voted for bringing the cultivator in off the fence row. Was there, but, was but there we did have two write-ins. Uh, hire army and hand pull, which we've all done. Not the hiring, the army part, but hand pulled some of it. And uh, <laughs> one of our coworkers would like to raise it and hybridize it for forage, which I think is a wonderful idea yeah. if we could figure that out. But Is there any nutritional value? I don't know. I don't know that anyone studied the nutritional value of water, water hemp. hemp. Do you ever see it like dry down? I mean, it's so much water in it. Yeah. And it's so ropey that I don't know. The leaves are probably good. You would think there'd be something to Deer it. Do you like yeah. it? Do you like it? Do you eat it? Is that your food plot strategy? <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Maybe, since there it's is a such, a, such a high water content, is that what you want them to eat when it's dry so that they, they're yeah. going in the water less? Yeah. In a forage or a grazing situation, it'd be like it'd be like having peas, you know, same thing, just high water content. <laughs> All right, so there you go. There was our first annual Tilfies, some big winners for the year. We'll see how that plays out. Can't wait for the uh, episode next week where we talk about the biggest snubs, <laughs> <laughs> the after after party from the after yep. show. So there you go. Thanks, guys, for voting on that one. Now we'll move into our spotlight for today. Uh, 
And our spotlight this week is Bear looking to release a five-way herbicide-tolerant corn. It's currently under review by USDA, and it would be tolerant to 2,4-D, dicamba, glufosinate, glyphosate, and quislofop, which is a sure. Quislofop. Why? So basically they're adding dicamba, which isn't corn already resistant to dicamba somewhat like i yeah I it, it is a little bit confusing why the, really they're adding the sh- sure though no because if you read too there it says later on there's already one somewhere i don't know whose it is that's got the four-way and they're adding the the dicamba which it does say too you can spray so maybe it's like you can spray the unsafe in dicamba like and not worry about it twisting it up obviously so what if you put I, all five of those in the tank at the same time <laughs> that's I bet you there's nothing green by the end of the day. <laughs> Besides, the corn will be. You yeah. hope. If it's warm enough, it might not be. So it says in the article that uh, the five-way would not change any label rates or spray windows for glyphosate, glufosinate, quislofop, and 2,4-D, but dicamba, uh, they're hoping to use the same application timing and rates that are on extend flex corn traits. So, and I guess I've never had extend flex, flex corn, corn. No, so I'm not sure how that differs. But it has been interesting how much they're adding to corn. As I'm looking at seed takes this spring, a lot more minor liberty than it seems like have been in the past. And yeah, yeah there's it's it's one of the things is as we're in planting time right now, keep track you know keep track of those traits because that might become important later if we do have a shortage of one of these products that you have certain fields that are planted there's some brands that have the liberty trait they have the bt trait and the liberty trait it's it's connected connected, right so so kind of watch that that's one thing as an agronomist that we probably don't think enough about well because it was always just like with corn it was like well it's roundup it's roundup and now they're adding you know with beans we've added extend and 24d and enlist and so now with corn, though, having these other options, but we also got to make sure we plant them. You might have a bag that is just only Roundup and a bag that's Roundup and Liberty and making sure you're, you know, knowing what fields got which product and we're not going to kill off any corn or anything like that. Yeah, so. we've seen it too many times of the, oh, yeah, well, I had a bag left over, so I just did the headlands or yeah. like, oh, are you sure it was just the headlands? Well, no. Okay, then we're not going to spray. We're not. I dumped it in and I started planting, and I think it ran out by the end of the headlands. <laughs> Sorry, we're not doing it that way. Yeah, it just it just doesn't work. You know, if you're going to use the technology or purchase the technology, make sure you're using it properly. I love this conversation so much because <laughs> every time it's every like, time. well, we'll do a really good job. I'll map it really good. We'll we'll make sure we know where it is. And it, it, okay, I've I've played this game before. I know how this goes. Yep. And then when it comes time to spray, so this is all like you told me. This is all this, right? Well, <laughs> or yep, it's good, and then you come back the next week, and the beans not, are dead. And like, well, and it's always just not all of it. It's just like some corner. Or it's some just enough to be frustrating. Yes, yeah. right. The worst is when it's like a row, a random <laughs> row, yeah, where the planter ran in the middle of. So, Max, nowhere. you're saying to all the listeners out there that are farmers, take good notes. I'm saying clean the buy one. Good. Tra- I'm saying buy one trait, buy one trait of just herbicide resistance, all in with one. For beans, corn, you corn, I can see conventional a little bit because we can be a little bit more careful. Yep. But don't definitely don't mix them in a field. Beans, I say just buy one herbicide trait. Do not play games. That's a good point. With the like, I didn't see a five way blend coming. We still plant a lot of conventional corn. Yeah. And this we have a five way. I, I, Bill, did you see this coming? That we, you know, even no. 10, 15 years ago, I I thought, well, we got Roundup, maybe to add Liberty, but I, well, and I at didn't, that point, you're thinking like, oh, we got Roundup. This is going to work forever. Well, it yeah. works so good now. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't it work 10 years from now? Man, were we dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to keep adding them in there. Well, and that that's the thing is hopefully we still use this to use more stewardship. Uh, you know, this gives us more stewardship options yeah. to keep them all well, and viable. It, and we've always talked about it. It's good to rotate modes of action, and this it, gives you that, yep. that possibility from year to year where you can use the same traded corn but use different modes of action. To the bottom line, it'd be nice if... We'd have more 
options, more modes of action. You know, it's so expensive for these chemical companies in research and development to get bring new things to the market that we do this. We just slam That's other things That's a good point, together. though. You're yeah, right, Phil. Right. Yeah. We're, we're adding more traits to the corn so we can spray the same herbicides we've always been right. spraying. Nothing new. We, I we remember need... when Callisto came out. I mean, that was like, that was like bigger news than Roger's whole meltdown <laughs> yesterday. I mean, that was huge. Like, we got this whole new way of whole new herbicide, and we're good to go. And We're going to kill it. Then you don't. Do, do we have enough products for a 10-way in 20 years? I don't know. Be... I got a question. How long do you think it takes for us to get back to non-resistance after we stop using a herbicide? Because eventually, if it can breed in, it's got to be able to breed back out, right? If it doesn't see the same herbicide long enough, eventually it can go back. It won't breed out, though. Cause once, unless, remember that whole thing where they were going to introduce right, those you, you have to introduce a population that, that, yeah, that's not... That either it's susceptible and you'd have to yeah have that why susceptibility. Why couldn't it breed out? Because there will still be some that are not Roundup resistant at some point. Those could eventually come back. I don't think we can live long enough for that. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> maybe our our children or our grandchildren would see that, but it, it, I think it probably takes so long. On the type of weed, too. Yeah, yeah. How many generations you have between? It's a lot of water hemp seeds in the seed bank right now, right? Because if it takes, if they can survive fifty years under the soil gross then so 50 years is your answer then yeah well and then if we stop using roundup today 50 years at least is, is the minimum yeah it's probably gonna be double that but yeah at least let's do a study things my brain thinks about at night <laughs> all right who's whose kids are we gonna start training so that they can take over the study when we die i'm tired of looking at plans dad <laughs> i don't care get back to work this is a multi-generational project son you have no choice who's gonna fund that uh, I don't know. Call in if you would like. Uh, I won two dollars on the Powerball this week, so ooh, just came into a bunch of money. I probably could. Yeah, get your ticket. You got a new back. house to pay for, though. <laughs> yeah, I got it. two dollars. That's the Powerball. You get five. I bought my ticket back. You get so you no. Get I didn't hit the Powerball. Right, I hit a like, number on the Powerball. Oh, you get. I thought you had to get like two numbers to get or two numbers, whatever. whatever I got a whatever it is. Ticket. The minimum. Yeah, it's like two or three. I got a two dollars. I think it's yeah. two. I got a two dollar ticket. I know that. Nice. You didn't lose money. No, he, well, he broke even so far yeah, on that. <laughs> you don't just on that one. particular Typically ticket. Don't just buy one ticket. Yeah. <laughs> on that ticket, you broke even. Lottery the other stuff. four the opportunity cost. The other four, not so much. Could have had a Diet Mountain Dew instead of a two dollar ticket. <sighs> Who needs Diet Mountain Dew? I only drink like six of those a day. <laughs> All right, let's move into our egg history minute. Sorry, Max, didn't mean to cut off your diet, Mountain Dew diatribe there. So today we're talking about the glyphosate history and a Swiss chemist working for a pharmaceutical company, Dr. Henry Martin, discovered glyphosate in 1950 because there were no pharmaceutical applications that they could identify. The molecule was sold to a series of other companies and samples were tested for a number of possible end uses. Glyphosate is the active ingredient in several commercial herbicides for non-selective weed control. Glyphosate herbicides are among the world's most widely used herbicides, Roundup, containing the active ingredient, and it was developed and introduced by Monsanto in 1974. So they took that, made it into a weed killer, and now it is found in other formulations, such as Weathermax, Ultramax, Buccaneer, Razor Pro, Rodeo, Aquamaster, and on and on. On and on and on, and I could be here all day. Uh, some crops, such as soybeans and cotton, have been genetically engineered to be resistant to glyphosate, otherwise known as Roundup Ready, allowing farmers to use it as a post-emergence herbicide. U.S. Environmental Protection Agency considers glyphosate to be relatively low in toxicity compared to organochlorine and organophosphate pesticides. It's not the, what the lawyer on the TV is telling me, though. I, I know. Yeah, I found that interesting when I was looking up some information. that He's telling me I should call him and get a settlement. And he, Yeah, well, we've had that one study, too, that said it actually kills cancer cells. <laughs> so I don't think anybody really knows. Let's drink around him. And it is, you know, it is one of those herbicides where it, it's not something that, you know, we don't have chlorophyll and xylem and phloem so it it really can't affect us the way it affects weeds not to say that there is an nope, effect directly transferable you. you're <laughs> wrong i read this on facebook whoa 
directly transferable. It's directly transferable. If, Reputable uh, news. If a bee, this is what I saw, if a bee eats a dandelion that was sprayed with Roundup, the bee will die. Bees, saw that on Facebook. Like bees yesterday. don't eat dandelions. Don't it, and the dandelion wouldn't be flowering if it was if it was dead. <laughs> so, people who post things like that don't like logic, Todd. <laughs> well, if it's on Facebook, it's got to be true. You're upsetting. Yeah. You're upsetting the people. <laughs> you're upsetting this, Facebook. This is a real life thing that I saw on Facebook. It was literally a picture of a dandelion with a dead bee next to it, and it said, "This dandelion was sprayed with Roundup, and then the bee ate it, and now the bee's dead." That's what it said. How? It's Todd's speechless. No. It's just logic, Todd. I mean, These are always hard. Be. Fact. Have you been because on like we, a college campus lately? Can, you should try it. It's hard to defend the safety of some of these too. We know there right. there's labels for a reason and follow those. Okay. And right. You should not be drinking Roundup or all bathing of those in it. things that it says. Yeah, but I drink um, Diet Mountain Dew. You ever read the label on that thing? <laughs> you you also shouldn't be bathing or drinking bleach, <laughs> eating Tide Pods, things yeah, of that nature. Yeah, there there are a lot of things that. You would think would be common sense, but aren't. But yeah. It, but you know what you should chemical. be doing? Listen to Tilt Talk Radio. You should. Well, yes. well, and if you're hearing this, you are. Yes. Thank you to all the listeners. Please continue to tell your friends and tell them to subscribe. They can go to tiltegg.com slash podcast. There you can listen to it on a web browser. But if you'd like to listen it to it from your podcast player, you need to search Tilt Talk Radio on that. And there you'll get tiltegg.com slash ttr and that will give you our feed for this podcast so you can download them every week you can listen to them while you're planting this week in the tractor that would be sounds like you had one of those episodes yeah no it's it's great out there that a lot of farmers listen to it while while they're in the tractor multitasking so they can be you know looking at their three or four monitors (laughs) listening some ttr (laughs) their war room uh, yeah watching a movie on the other one because of auto steer no they weren't doing that i mean you've you've heard john deere green how many times yes when you get sick of playing the same stuff all the time i know duke fm is awesome too but you know, sometimes you gotta hook old, up your even, phone and play some Beach old, Boys. Todd. Even the old dude, yeah. There you go. <laughs> we did learn today. Max loves the Beach Boys. Love, 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 love that. dude. I like the Beach Boys. Did you see them in concert ever, Max? I'd, or not? Todd, I'm like, did, did they ever come to the fair? The Beach Boys. Uh, the I think they I think they did. did. Yeah, I probably in like did. the '60s. It no, was. I think in like our lifetime. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll get there. Now we got to look it up just to see how much I missed out on the Beach Boys. Because we used to get some pretty good big acts here. You know, we had Tim Faith and Rob Hill. a few times. Yeah, Tim, Tim and Faith were here the year I was born. When we say we, we're referring to the Outagamie County Fair. Weird Al Yankovic. One, yes. It's technically in. my, I own the Outagamie County Fair now because it's my backyard. Yeah. So basically. <laughs> That's other big news this week is. I'm basically Ma- president of the is, fair now. Is Max signed off uh, <laughs> as a new homeowner. You buy a house next door, and now you're the president <laughs> of the board. That's how it works, obviously. I'm going to tell the president of the board that. I don't even know who the president of the board is either. anymore. I don't know who it is either. It used to be a Schomburg. I know that. Not anymore. Uh, looks like 2000 they were here. The Beach Boys? Yeah. I was sorry. That's 2000. You could have. I was four. <laughs> I three. I would have been three. I probably. What? Wait. We you want to know the truth? But we would have went to that. And I don't remember that. I probably was there when the Beach Boys were. Ooh, at the fair. Was I, like I don't. That's probably why you like them so much because it's like I definitely ingrained no, in your brain. Not kind. Not probably. I definitely was at the fair when the Beach Boys were there. I don't know how much I trust this website though. Now that I'm looking at it <laughs> closer, because it says Seymour, Wisconsin. It's got this the right address and zip code, but it says near Eau Claire. No, which there well, is another there, Seymour. Yeah, so maybe they did. That is, there, there is another Seymour over there. there it, it does that, say that, I hate that Seymour because it always screws County it up Fairgrounds. So I, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's interesting, but potentially okay, for, for next week we will find that out. All right. So that we'll the listeners have, will that be. It could be the egg history minute. To dig into some archives <laughs> here. Tell, tell the listeners can't wait. Todd. The main acts were at the fair. Kenny Rogers was here. I know that. Really. Yeah, I Kenny went to Rogers. that concert. Pretty sure George Jones was at the Outagamie County Fair at some point. So. It's very possible. All right, like Matt, a, where like can, where can they find us? Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tilth Talk Radio. All right, let's do some cool beans. That's corny. So cool beans? Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Our cool beans for this week. We've got new study highlighting the health benefits of biodiesel. 
Should we, what? Should we drink it? No. Okay. What's it's, it? It's it's saying that it, it the what? exhaust Emissions. from a biodiesel oh, engine are safer, safer than, for the air quality than than diesel than diesel fuel traditional fuels. Yep. So the okay. study was conducted. Uh, with support from Nebraska Soybean, Iowa Soybean Board, Wisconsin Soybean Board, uh, the California Advanced Biofuels, Biofuels Alliance, uh, South Dakota Soybean Research and Promotion Council. So a lot of states were involved in this study, including Wisconsin's marketing board. And basically they found that through some air dispersion models that the emissions were healthier coming out of better to breathe in coming out of a biodiesel engine than a traditional. So greenhouse gas reductions are important. Improving air quality is has a much more local personal benefit is a quote from the article here. So communities which suffer from poor air quality tend to be located in areas near high volumes of diesel traffic, such as ports, shipping, and logistics centers, transit hubs. So biodiesel is a highly sustainable solution that's available for use today. That is cool beans. Yeah. So that was kind of neat. Cool biofuel beans. So your beans become biofuel. And our That's Corny for this week is a sad day. So Epicurious, which is a food recipe digital magazine, will no longer be publishing beef recipes because they are saying they are pro-planet uh, and the cattle, car- cattle carbon footprint is part of the problem. So. I actually had a farmer tell me that on Wednesday. He said his wife was standing there, and she's an integral part of the farm and does the cattle raising and the calves and all that, and she said, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to go to their website anymore and I, get recipes. Yeah. Their tweet, does it, it's a shift about sustainability, not anti-beef, but pro-planet. Pro right, yeah. Like that's, it is. And they're not they're mutually like exclusive. exclusive. No, right. That's like, that's like <laughs> yes. saying you can't say. Yeah. That's like saying no offense, and then saying something super offensive. Yeah. It's, it's it's like it's not how it works in the south when they say bless their soul, right? And that's yeah. you just, bless, you, oh bless your bless heart, your soul. Max. Instead no saying, offense, but I hate your beard. <laughs> right. It makes you look like a pedophile. But no, Todd, no, like no Kenny offense. Rogers. No offense, but you're like not very good at your job sometimes, and it <laughs> kind of offends me. But I no offense. No, no offense to you. None. What, why beef and not pork and chicken? You know, like what's their line uh, of cow parts? Well. I guess. Like, I, don't I, I don't understand did you, why. Did you guys see the graphic that came out last week? And I don't know if it was fake or real, but it basically said that there was an assessment done on the Biden administration's energy plan that would one of the ways that they could reach some of the benchmarks would be to reduce Americans' beef eating to, by ninety percent down like, to four pounds well, a year, a hamburger per month, or something yeah. like that. It was, yeah. And I don't know if that was a real. I, they're not saying that's what the administration wants. They're just saying that was like a a way to reach one of the benchmarks. Sure, and I and I still don't yeah. know if it's real or not. But like when it came out, that like exploded the internet. Yeah, no, I saw the same thing and. Four pounds a year? Four pounds yep. a year. That yep. would be like basically what we would have to reduce consumption to to meet the I, I'm just the, the marks they want to reach. We probably do four pounds in like two weeks for sure. For sure. And I wouldn't say <laughs> two a week, weeks. But like maybe yeah. But I mean okay, depends, true. I'm just depends thinking of on like the meal. ground beef. If you, if you But yeah, like I'm just saying beef. And, and the, like, it is an individual. So you're right. An individual true. probably doesn't consume right, right. four that's pounds what I'm saying, in a week. Like, yes, that's what yeah. I'm saying. But a family yes, easily exactly. could yeah. come. We can't go to Culver's then. What the fudge? It's not going to be Seymour home of the hamburger I mean, anymore. <laughs> your your average, of, you can have one family of can four. Can you imagine what they think of the hamburger fest? Oh my god! <laughs> right, that's you're hitting tourism dollars here in yes. the big old town of Seymour. Back off, buddy. Um, I definitely eat four pounds of meat a week. Red, red I'm going to say red meat. Yeah. It's not all beef because I eat a lot of venison. But if well, you they took, don't care about venison, shoot. If you took my venison out though, and I had to replace it with beef, it would be over four pounds of beef a week, easily. Because yeah. I don't eat chicken like at all, or turkey, just beef. That's because you are a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what you're missing. I would also like to say this picture here. They have Holstein cows, and just want to put that out there. The picture on the yeah on the yeah on the article about how they're no longer. And they kind of yeah. look like heifers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. Well, yeah, most people can't identify True. the or can't recognize the difference between they dairy cattle 
And they know the brown ones make chocolate milk matte. Right. They're also got a red barn and a harvester in the background, so they... That is my favorite. They not want... uh, First question. That as well. For any time I've worked with kids, like, okay, you know, you guys know which cow gives chocolate milk, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, I know the brown one, brown one. Like, no. No, no cows actually give chocolate milk. It's a chocolate's added later. There's no. We'll get there. We should look at feeding cocoa powder. Yeah, but if we feed them, but if you see strawberry milk coming out, that's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna want to get that. Probably tell somebody, right? Get a vet. Um, That's not not supposed to be that way. All right, wrap it all up with the egg idiom, and our egg idiom for this week was talk the hind leg off a donkey. Uh, definition means to talk for a long time. And though it is specifically a donkey in this example, you can basically use any animal you want. Um, so it's been switched up, though. If it's a horse, make sure it's not a dead horse because <laughs> you're already beating the dead horse, so you don't want to talk the hind leg off the dead horse. Uh, so the origin, the phrase originates in Ireland. Donkeys, otherwise known as asses or jackasses, as they are called in other parts of the world, do not naturally sit down on their rear ends. Thus, when a person can talk the hind legs off a donkey, they can talk so much that they can even bore a donkey (laughs) sitting down. Wow. So there you go. That's a good one. I didn't know donkeys never sat. Yep. So now you know, and knowing is half the battle. So that'll do it for this week. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us, Matt. Thanks to all of you for listening. This week we t- had our first annual Tilthy Awards and talked about some different categories there. In our spotlight, we looked at f- the future of five-way herbicide-tolerant corn varieties. Glyphosate history was our Ag History Minute. Cool beans. There may be some air quality health benefits to biodiesel. Our That's Corny was Epicurious ditching beef recipes in a quote-unquote pro-planet move. So hopefully we didn't talk the hind leg off a donkey this episode. Thanks for listening, and as always, happy farming.